Welcome back, everyone, to the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast. I am your host, Corey Walsh. And I'm joining the pod today. My name is Kyle Erickson. My oh, first time on. Indeed. A future writer for our new website, The Extended Cut, uh, just launched about a week ago, last Monday. Um, it was an idea that I had coming for a long time that I thought of, and I decided to put it into place because at the end of the day, you can always start a brand at any time. And what I think really separates the ideas from the rest, because I could easily have people just say, you're trying to recreate like Barstool or like The Ringer or something else. But I think what will make us different is that it's more that this is going to be an opportunity for young writers to be able to produce their own work on stuff they actually care about, as opposed to being forced to write about things that didn't give them much interest. And I was lucky enough to have my good friend from high school, Kyle, come on board and be a writer at part-time, and uh, maybe join us for a few more episodes down the road of the Water Cooler Checkdown podcast. So thank you, Kyle, for joining us today. Yeah, of course. We'll see how this one goes. <laughs> this might be the last one. So <laughs> um, so before we get started and play the intro, um, t- today we're going to talk about the NBA free agency, NBA draft for a tiny bit. We're going to have some Water Cooler talk. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot's been going on, so this could be one of the longer episodes. But before we get into it, here comes the intro. in the NBA world. I mean, Anthony Davis seemed like he was going to be a massive domino, and it was, but it also sparked every other team in the planet to realize they have to get their shit together within like two seconds. It sparked a Western Conference arms race. Yeah, why can't the Eastern Conference ever have an arms race? Like, I love the Eastern Conference, and they just get a ton of shit. Yeah, I mean, Los Angeles or Charlotte, it's kind of... Okay, well, Charlotte is like, it was a Western Conference team when they were like the Hornets. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, they were also the Bobcats, too, so... God, what a terrible franchise to be put to rest. (laughs) After that, like, what was it, like, 2011 season, I would also have just been like, yeah, can we, like change our name and branding entirely yeah, <laughs> to like just scrap everything and start over i mean were we really that historic yeah. i mean we had gerald wallace yeah. <laughs> so, like, i don't want to beat up on charlotte too much but i will again yeah they are in a spot. soft spot right now uh so i guess apologies to the people of charlotte <laughs> you had an all-star game though it is a wonderful city never been i've been a good it's delightful but delightful <laughs> whoa <laughs> good verbs for charlotte <laughs> your team's not delightful We'll, get, we'll talk about them in like a little bit. We'll give the Charlotte fans their like two cents. But uh, let's uh, let's just start into the deep dive of Woj's day, basically. Why don't we just start calling free agency Woj day? Woj day. Because that's what Woj works his whole year for mm-hmm. and just dominates Twitter until mm-hmm. Shams like, comes in and goes like for like the, the third level tier free agent being like, oh, by the way, Bobby Portis is going to <laughs> And you're Woj like. doesn't bother. He doesn't waste his time with that. <laughs> Woj is like, you can. Yeah, you can fucking have that. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care. Um, so let's just start with uh, the big, the big two, really. I guess. Um, KD 
has decided to take his torn Achilles and his uh, disgruntled friend Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan yeah. to the Nets. <laughs> That's um, not a big three. <laughs> it didn't really seem to me that the Kevin Durant thing was that exciting as opposed to when he left for the Warriors. I think that had a huge splash, mm-hmm. and him going to the Nets was more of like a, whoa, like, cool. I didn't, like the Nets, like, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, God, guys, we're screwed. This yeah. league is over. Now it's like, this is the this, what, this, this is the, the best Nets. you could get? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, credit to Brooklyn. In three oh, years' time, credit to Brooklyn. Yeah, from the, from the time that this new re- regime kind of took over, they did what the Knicks couldn't do in 40 years, and they did it in three. <laughs> I mean, um, to be fair, the Nets also didn't draft the French Prince. Yeah, they did Frank not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the cornerstone of the Knicks rebuild. No, I mean, <laughs> honorable mention to the Nets. We're going to do a little segment later where we talk about, you know, who improved the most, who who fell the worst, or, or you know, yeah. I don't know, dropped the most. Who really shit the, the bed. This is nice, um, but is is. Kyrie going to lead this young squad with DeAndre Jordan to the finals? No. Is he going to take them even to the Eastern Conference finals? No. no. I don't think. I think they're like top eight team in yeah, the East. Yeah. Make the playoffs. It. You're going to watch like. I think this team, in a weird way, could play better without Kevin Durant in the first season than the Celtics did because it's not as many egos. No. Really, it's more of like. A bunch of like really good secondary players mm-hmm. with one good player. So and, it would be like the Pacers, kind of. Yeah. It'd be like that type of like despair, like the ball being passed around in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. And this is also thoroughly Kyrie's team. I mean, a, a big issue with Boston was that it, it's Brad Stevens and Danny Age's team, and yeah. they had these great young players in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who. The year before, took them to seven games in the East Finals against LeBron without him. And then Kyrie comes back, and it somehow got worse. So I, I think this fresh start is good for Kyrie, but he also can combust pretty oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie's going to like probably love being in Brooklyn. for like He'll be like for three months. Twitter and Instagram being like, oh, man, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Like, you guys... <laughs> They'll do the same ad they ran for the Celtics where it's like, I wear number 11, so no one else can. <laughs> and then it will be like, I'm in Brooklyn, so no other fucking scumbag can come in here and be in my spot. <laughs> and like, I'm sure Brooklyn fans will eat it up for like the first like first like 50 games of the season. Oh, this, this is great for Brooklyn. This oh. is great for Brooklyn. Is, are, are they New York's first team? Are they are they New York's number one team now? Oh, they're the bandwagon team, right? Say right I now. would say yes. I'd say between them and the Lakers, who we'll also talk about later, yeah. are the two bandwagon teams now that Golden State's like back to being like, oh, I like Golden State. Yeah. Like, who doesn't? Yeah. Golden State, talk about a fall <laughs> from grace. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're all. that's a huge talking point that I yeah. want to talk about later. Yeah, we'll but let's that. talk about uh, this Nets team for like a quick second. Um, so... The only way that the Nets were able to get Kyrie and Kevin Durant was that they had to sign Kevin Durant's buddy, DeAndre Jordan, yeah, what the hell? to a four-year, $40 million deal that that Kyrie and KD wanted so badly to play with him. They gave up money. They gave up money to <laughs> sign him. How does that work? Yeah. I mean, is he even going to play for Did you not watch DeAndre Jordan on the Knicks? He sucked. I know the team sucked, but you can look like a good defensive player Mm -hmm. on a shitty team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are they watching? I don't don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I understand the Nets did what they had to do to get Kyrie and KD there. I would have done the same if I was them. They 
were kind of in need to make a splash like this because they are trying to become the team in New York. They oh, yeah. have Rock Nation on their side. They have this brand new arena, and it worked. It worked. But are they gonna contend? I don't even. I, I wouldn't even say that. Maybe in two years when KD is back. Yeah. And keep in mind, KD is not gonna be himself for a long time. This is an 18 month recovery timetable we're talking about, and even then, you got to give him another six to 12 months to actually be on the court and get back to what he used to be. And he's already in his thirties. I think so. What's KD going to look like in two or three years? And then maybe two or three years down the road, they can compete. But by then DeAndre Jordan will be washed up. Okay, well, John, if DeAndre Jordan, seriously, in your long-term plans for thinking about this is yeah. what teams got to look like. You're an idiot. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan was good. Maybe like top 30 player. When he was on the Clippers. When he was on the Clippers, yeah. And was he really a part of that big three? I never considered them no. a big three. I always just thought it was CP3 and Blake. And Blake. You're yeah. always like, oh, and they have DeAndre Jordan. Oh, that's nice. He's in a few State Farm commercials. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice guy, you know. He's he definitely a nice defense. guy, apparently. Yeah. If KD <laughs> wants to be like boys with him, I yeah. mean, like. Ugh. So, I guess, like, I want to pump. I think everyone's, like, kind of, like, half in on half out on this team. I just, I, I think there'll be a good team. Yeah. Like, there'll. They're basically going to be the Thunder. There will be good basketball in New York. That no one has been able to say that in a long time. You take the OKC team that lost to the Warriors in seven, mm. and you put them in Brooklyn. Cause, yeah. Because you're getting two, a scoring guard who doesn't like the pass <laughs> with Kevin Durant and a bunch of good role guys. Yep. Young role guys, too. I really like Jared Allen, so if they actually bench Jared Allen for DeAndre Jordan, they are the dumbest Stupid, ever. yeah. Because yeah. you're going to have the starting lineup basically with Kyrie is going to be the Kyrie, uh, Karras, Joe Harris. Um, then they, they don't have Damari Carroll anymore. No, he. Uh, Dudley, they don't have Dudley left. anymore either. They have Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's going to be the sixth man, definitely. Probably, yeah. It's not smart to run the two of them together because their bench wouldn't have like no good sixth man. I mean, they have that Russian guy. Yeah. It's supposed to be pretty solid. Uh-huh. They have Alan Crabb still, too. No, they traded Alan Crabb. Oh, they traded him? Is he gone? Yeah, he went to the Hawks for the... They gave up... So they had the cap room for this deal. Mm-hmm. They did it before draft day, and they got... Oh, they have Torian Prince now. I like Torian Prince a lot. He can play a role. He He's like a, role. a poor man Ziguodala, is how I kind of look at it. Yeah. That's a lot to say, though. I, I think very highly of Iggy. I think very, very Oh, no. Highly like, I mean, like, his contribution off the bench. Sure. Like, during the regular season, could be an Iguodala. Comparable. Because sure. Iguodala in the playoffs is completely different than he mm-hmm. is in the regular season. Yeah. There's certain, like, veterans that just you sign Elevate them for the playoffs. Elevate their game. You just yeah. sign them for the playoffs. Right. You're like, you can score, like, your six. Right. Well, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm hearing Iggy will sign the veteran minimum to go to the Lakers for that exact purpose. Just... Play him, put him in off the bench, play him in the playoffs. I'm horrified. <laughs> I'm simply horrified. <laughs> well, if Kawhi goes there, and even if he doesn't, a lot of guys are gone, who are you going to fill out that roster with? They will have, I heard Colin Coward say this, and I 100% agree, mm-hmm. they will have the worst bench in NBA history. Likely. And, and I think they'll still win the finals. <laughs> I don't. I think, like, I think that the bench is so important mm. in any team. You can have a good starting five. The, like, look at the Warriors. All right, so, like, the Warriors this year, starting five, amazing. It gets really hard in the playoffs when you have to sit people and you're putting Alfonso McKinney in, Quinn Cook, who's decent, um, yeah, and Jordan games. Bell. Mm-hmm. And then you have Sean Livingston's dead corpse and Iguodala, who's banged up. Mm-hmm. That bench, overall, is, like, a 
C minus. Yeah, agreed. And they had Bogut. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, well, Bogut. They signed him like a two thirds of the way through the season. Yeah, but they signed him for the sole reason to like yeah. we need you in the postseason. Right. Like the reason the Raptors won that series was 100 percent because of their bench. Yeah. More than, they played I mean, seven deep, and they, they still they, they like sprinkled Norman they Powell in. They were competitive. Yeah, they yeah. sprinkled Norman Powell in for like ten minutes. They also there was also like weird um, sightings of uh, oh my god, now I'm forgetting his name. Who uh, Van Vliet? No, no, former <laughs> Warrior, three-time NBA champ. <laughs> oh Jesus, who? Oh my god, <laughs> we don't have the intern this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was sure uh, no. Um, Ananobi? Nope. Uh, Powell? Nope. I just Googled Pat McCaw. It was Pat McCaw. Pat McCaw they yeah. would sprinkle in Pat McCaw for what? We're going to leave that in because that was a struggle. <laughs> uh, Pat no, Mc... edits, no editing out. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, I just don't churn out NBA players off the top of my head. Um, Pat McCaw played like six minutes. And every time Pat McCaw stepped on the court, I'm like, what the hell is Pat McCaw doing on the court? And then he would hit like a three, and I'm like, yeah. okay, well, that was a good. You're getting production. You're getting production. But yeah, I mean, you, everyone's like, oh, well, Kawhi like willed that team. Yeah, Fred VanVleet doesn't start for them if you're a moron. Um, no. And he was their best bench player. He was phenomenal. He was. Phenomenal. Ibaka was great. Great Gasol. Great. Well, so Gasol's a starter. He, yeah, but he still showed up. Yeah, but I was like more in terms of like their bench oh, their was bench, the sure. reason, like, was when. If you just took the bench of the Raptors, who didn't even play, you still had Lynn on their bench, and Lynn could have maybe played like five minutes. Yeah, Lynn's solid. I mean, he did get some minutes towards the end of a couple games. <laughs> Are you talking about he dribbled between his down. legs? <laughs> that one highlight. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, Let's also preface this by saying this is before any Kawhi Leonard decision. Yes, we this were, is all before Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi, on, it's 2 o'clock on Wednesday. Yep. Eastern Standard Time. July 3rd. July 3rd. We <laughs> don't know where Kawhi is, and maybe if we're lucky, like we were last episode, we'll, we get, can, a Woj bomb. We, we'll get a Woj bomb and react to it in uh -huh. real time. If it's not the Raptors, though, this will not be airing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted to go back to the Raptors. I want him on the Lakers. That's where let's just disagree. have this debate now. Of like, all right. <laughs> Should we get into it? Yeah, let's just talk about it. Right. So I want to know, you tell me. How on like okay so there's three mega all stars mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Who's the alpha on that team? Because if you tell me it's LeBron, I could easily. Kawhi. Kawhi's not gonna be the alpha though, because his personality isn't alpha for that team. He he, he does, well sure he has more laid back personality, but was he not the alpha on Toronto? Okay, who is he gonna compete with for the alpha? Kyle Lowry. Fair. Well, <laughs> I'm saying though is that LeBron is fine with taking a step back. Kawhi, LeBron says he's fine with that. Yes. When has he ever been fine with not being the alpha? Like then when he was in Miami the first season, they're like, all right, well Dwayne Wade's gonna is still Dwayne Wade's team. LeBron's just gonna be there to help Dwayne Wade out. Like, yeah, he'll be the best player, but he it's not his team. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, what I'm saying is that their personalities work well. LeBron works with others very well. Kawhi. Kevin Love would disagree. Kyrie would disagree. Ky come on, Kyrie, <laughs> Diva, Kyrie. Give me Kevin a Love is a great guy. All right, and Kevin Love was basically and, and, and whipped. Le LeBron and Kevin Love have a terrific relationship. They go out to dinner all the time when they face each other. Did Since you ever LeBron watch Game of Thrones? Beyond Greyjoy had a great relationship with Ramsey, and he was beating the shit and had his dick cut off. Regardless, <laughs> Kawhi is also pretty easygoing, relatively, as long as you don't stand in his way. What it do, baby? What it do, baby? <laughs> yeah. I, I think they'll make it work. I think Kawhi goes to the... I want him to go to the Lakers, and I think that 
those three run the NBA for the next two to three years. I mean, it, it depends on, I mean, one, health, as we saw this year with the Warriors. LeBron, LeBron is getting older. Uh, Kawhi, too. Had the injury last year. AD has had a history of injuries. Kawhi has also had a history of injuries. And although it seems... One injury. <laughs> fair. It, but it, that was a big deal. That's why he left San Antonio. We don't really know why he left San Antonio. I feel like there's a lot of mystery as to what what they, you would have expected a lot more to leak out, and it's not like the leaks no that leaks you get. Kawhi, yeah, but like also like you don't think it's like I think it honestly shows how professional the Spurs organization is mm-hmm. that you don't have any leaks coming from them being like yeah. that Kawhi was like a dick. That's a credit to Pop. You never see it. You just see all Pop ever did was say he was a great player. Yep. yep. And it's like yeah, it sucks that we don't have him anymore, but he won't say anything else publicly. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Top class. <laughs> uh, so my question for the, like the Lakers opinion, which sorry for the Clippers fans, if like if yeah. he actually goes to the Clippers, oh, if he goes to the Clippers, that's great. I would love. That. I, would, I, I would. I would. That. I root for the Clippers more yeah. than I do for the Lakers. Lakers I, is like like I I don't want an enemy anymore. I want it to be yeah. like a lot of like but a lot of, a lot of teams with a lot of guys that you like and duke it out. Yeah, duke it out in the playoffs. Because if that Lakers team actually assembles, that's just gonna be unfair. Yeah. When is like. This is better than any big three of any generation. Possibly ever, yes. You're getting, like, three of arguably the top five. Yes. Yes. I would say three def- I would say three of the top four. I would say that the other top four player is KD, although he's, he's injured right now. So if you take him out, or do, would the Lakers have the best three players active in the NBA? Um, I, I guess it depends on your opinion of Steph. Yeah. I think Steph is probably the fifth best player. In, in my top five, I put the three that the Lakers could have, Kawhi, AD, LeBron. I put KD, not in any particular order. And then I would put Steph at fifth. I put him in fifth place. Yeah. Or yeah, well, Giannis. Uh, six, but Giannis, I think, will break into that top five this year. I, I think, think, I think well, with KD will, out, yeah. it knocks him down, and then Giannis steps into the top yeah, five. Yeah, I also think Steph will take a pe- he'll drop down a peg with no KD, no Clay for most of the year. But they have Daniel. And we're gonna talk about that. Also, there's so many wrinkles. <laughs> um, so I guess my argument for Kawhi being in Toronto is one, the team works. It's built around him. They literally will do whatever he wants. I don't know if the Lakers will do that. <laughs> what are the, the? Oh, I'm sorry. We're just supposed to forget because Rob Palinka decided to throw everything in his cabinet at the Pelicans that he's suddenly a good GM again. No, he's, he's not. not a good GM. He's not like. I could have made that trade. Yes. I would have probably made a trade that would have been less than that, and they yeah. probably would have said yes. He's not a good GM, but he's still on the cusp of assembling the greatest trio ever. And the worst overall team after that. But does it matter? Okay, who's going to be the point healthy, guard on that team? Who cares? It, who it cares? makes a huge difference. The point guard is arguably the most important position in the NBA. But the thing is... The and is mo- it going to be Rajon Rondo again? The modern-day <laughs> NBA is a positionless game. And that's a result of kind of our generation and the generation you know, 10 years older than us before is playing AAU yeah. ball. There's not a specialization. Like, guys weren't raised to just be strictly a power forward or a center. And the guys who were are obsolete. Look at Julio Loca for. We play in a position. <laughs> yeah. We, we play in a positionless, or we don't play, but the NBA is well, a positionless. Play yeah. <laughs> intramural. <laughs> It's a positionless game now, so let Kawhi carry the ball up half the time, let LeBron get it the other half of the time. Maybe re-sign Rondo, let him do it every now and then. Like it, it honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think it 
will in the playoffs. I think you're right in the regular season. It won't matter because the three of them combined are going to score 90 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you going to get Easily. the other 20 from? Who cares? It makes a huge difference in the postseason. With the three of those guys, there is going to be so much open space on the floor. They they still have Kuz. They they are likely going to get Iggy for the veteran minimum, and they will also fill out that roster. Like they're they're gonna have decent guys. Hey, Mike Miller, are you available? Mike Miller. <laughs> <laughs> hey James Jones. <laughs> is it Mike Bibby? Should we, should we get him back? Hey Mario, what are you up to? <laughs> I don't I know he shit on you, in Miami. But like, what are yeah. you up to? Uh, I, I, w- I want to see them try it, though. I want to see those three play together. I want that for the NBA for the next three years. But if he also goes back to Toronto, I'm happy with that because he won there. It's a great city, a, a great basketball city. It is an awesome. It, I, I am envious. Run it back. He, he already won. Run it back. Why not? I'm envious of Toronto. Yeah, same. Because not that they won. That culture of like the it's fan lit. base, it seems awesome. It's lit. <laughs> if you're if you're 18, I think you could drink there. Yes, and you and also you know legal bread. <laughs> it's Canada. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't get fired. <laughs> uh, so I guess what's really weird to me is that Kyle is a Celtics fan, and he's rooting for the mortal enemy of the Celtics to be successful. Mortal enemy in the 1980s. I'd still say it's your top rival. A lot of, yeah. I mean, look, the NBA is about players, really. And LeBron. Mind. How many Celtics fans like LeBron? I love LeBron. LeBron's the GOAT. He is the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were on the last pod. Yeah, that would have been a fun debate. It wasn't a debate. We were both agreeing with it. Yeah. It was, so uh, you agree LeBron's the GOAT? I think it, I also just think the argument that it's like, it is unfair to compare players from separate generations. Like, I mean, yeah. think of it also, like, I said, like, in terms of football. Like, mm-hmm. the Joe Montana versus Brady thing, the, the, everyone points out the first thing is, oh, they threw it more now than they did back then. And I'm like, but when did you ever hear about any 49ers running backs? Yeah, not really. I mean, the West Coast system that Joe Montana played in was entirely pass-oriented. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't buy that either. Also, Brady has six rings now. Can we... And he's playing way... Like, you... Every time you mention Joe Montana on the Chiefs, you're like, oh, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, but you're never like, yeah. he was amazing on the Chiefs. It's like MJ on, on in Washington. It was on, basic... on the Bullets at the time. Yeah. No, was, yeah. But like, actually, Jordan was really good on the Bullets, if you look at his stats. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't win. Oh, no. But he was still really Took good. Took him to the playoffs a couple times. Which but... they haven't... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess with Washington too much. They haven't even hired a GM. They don't have someone leading that front office. Why, why bother? I mean, you just like lost, they lost their key free agent, Tom Sadaransky. Jeez. Oh, yeah, like I mean, kind of pivot with Jimmy Butler going to Miami and that sign and trade. I've been hearing things that Pat Riley's been reaching out to the Wizards to try and bring Bradley Beal in. They're not gonna. They don't. Who, who is he calling? Who who even is he calling? Who is he asking for that to happen? He calls Bradley Beal right to him. Hey Brad, what are you up to right now? Hey Brad, uh, do you know who's in charge over there? Can you, <laughs> you like give me a number? Or yeah. it's like oh, it's just a fax machine, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, let's talk about that Jimmy Butler thing for. Yeah, a actually, let's do that. I'm intrigued by that. This is weird because the trade for Jimmy Butler signified that they have a plan. To yes. acquire all stars, mm-hmm. but they gave away arguably one of their best players. I'm not talking about Hassan Whiteside. I'm talking about Josh Richardson mm-hmm. in the sign and trade. For years, I've really liked Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. He, he he to me is like DeMar DeRozan, like 
B version of DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. He's like that athletic. He's a much better defender than DeMar DeRozan is. Offensively, I think they're extremely similar. Mm. But the the fact that the Sixers is going, oh, we lost Jimmy Butler. Oh, but we, we get Josh Richardson. That's probably the best sign-and-trade I have ever seen. It's a good sign-and-trade. For both teams. Yeah. But then, like, throughout the next day, you get the wrinkles that the Blazers acquired Hassan. Yeah, I love that. I from love the Heat. That. For, like, it was um, Kelly Olynyk went to Dallas. Yeah, and, and uh, they shed someone else, too. They um, they also lost Derrick Jones to the Mavs. It was rumored that Goran Dragic was going to go to the Mavs originally because mm-hmm. him and Luka, I guess, are boys because they played in Europe together in the Euro League, and they played in the Euros National League together. Yep. So, But then they realized the cap wasn't going to work out because it would interrupt – it would interrupt the Mavs' plans for things they have that they want to do throughout the season, hmm. which implies that they have a wrinkle to them that they yes, want to do. Yeah. So, so I I like the move on Miami's part to bring in Jimmy Butler, not just because they got Jimmy buckets, but also because they they actually shed some contracts. So I disagree with you on Richardson. He's a good player. He is a good player, but Demar Derozan wasn't winning Toronto a title. Oh, no, I wasn't saying Neither would the if B I had Jimmy version. Butler, I would want Josh Richardson. Fair, fair. But I guess you could argue he that... He wasn't winning you a title, and he had an expensive contract. Olenek was getting paid 14, 15 million bucks That a was year. when LeBron left, though. And then Pat Riley's like, you know what? Fuck you, LeBron. I'm going to show you we're better. Check it out. I got Dion Waiters. Hey, Kelly, Kelly Olenek. <laughs> and then they signed um, that Josh McRoberts. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, everyone's like, Pat, you just signed like three... Below yeah. players. I mean, look, Pat Riley is chasing stars. He has plans. I, I, I look. I think Miami the next twelve months is going to get another star. Oh, like, I do likely too. Likely through a trade. I don't know who it is though. Like, so who exactly. do you think it would be? Don't know. I, th- I think ha- halfway through next season there will be names floating. There always are. There's Kevin Love right now. Uh, no, he, he, he. I. I don't think Pat Riley bites at that. A lot of so I heard the thing going back to the Lakers thing for a quick second. Mm-hmm. If they strike it on Kawhi, they're rumoring that they're gonna go for Kevin Love. It, it's <sighs> okay. So like the thing is now that Kevin Love has now turned into the glor the the name that's available. Yes. So like he's the black because like, he's arguably, in my opinion, as non biasedly as a Cavs fan, he's mm-hmm. still a top thirty five player. You think? Yeah. Yep. He he still shoots extremely well. His rebounding is always going to be above 10. It's always good. He's always going to be good outlet passer to control the fast break. I mean, how many outlet passers are there that are that good anymore? It's like Not Draymond many. Green and him at his size. Yep. And now Horford. I'd say those are the three. Horford, yeah. And you just saw what Horford got, which I'm going to talk about that later. I want to talk about that too. Yeah, um, Philly, Philly's intriguing. I, I want to go back to what Miami did. Um, and pivot to them sending Hassan Whiteside to Portland. I, we talked about this before the pod. I, I think we disagree, but from the Blazers' standpoint, I love that move. I watch the Blazers a ton. Uh, the company I work for is based out there in Oregon. And uh, on the side of this, this is kind of my side hustle doing this pod with you, Corey. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I'm totally aware. They have... Arguably, now that Clay is down, the best backcourt in the NBA. Arguably. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have two phenomenal shooters, two phenomenal scorers. And, and this year, we, we knew Dame could do it in the playoffs. This year, CJ McCollum also proved that he could get it done in the playoffs. Yeah. He could be the guy when Dame struggles. 
Hassan Whiteside fits in so perfectly, in my opinion, with that roster. And again, we need to see them on the court. This is just on paper. You never know until they actually start playing basketball. But to bring in a big, rim-protecting, rebounding body like that with as good of a scoring backcourt as Portland has, I think that that's a match made in heaven. I think Portland is going to be competitive in the West for the next several years. Dame just re-up too. Yep. Um, Which, why... I would love to be a Blazers fan right now. Like you, yeah. Like you look. Dame loves it in Portland too. Portland's a phenomenal city. Oh yeah, it's, it's a great city. Um, I think Hassan Whiteside fits in so well there. And he's I, on I a one-year deal did. too, I think. So you're basically getting, and then you can sign him for a more realistic yeah. contract. Your, the one he got, contract, was yeah, awful. too expensive. It's too expensive. That's the yeah. bigger reason why I didn't like the signing is the trade because mm. well they didn't give up anything. They basically traded Myers Leonard and I think. Was it Aminu? I think they did trade Aminu. And then Aminu got bought out or something? No, he got traded to the Clippers because it was it became a, whole, a huge four-team trade. Mm. No, I thought, I thought Aminu went to uh, Orlando. We're going to have to go back to We're going to have to go back here, yeah. Where's this, where's this intern at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aminu signed a three-year, $29 million contract. They traded, a, it was Myers Leonard and it was Mo Harkless. Mo oh, Harkless, yes, yes, he's yes, the yes. one who went to the Clippers. So the reason I didn't like the um, the Blazers trade is because you already have Yusuf Nurkic. I know you can be like, oh, well. He, he's hurt, though. He's, yeah, he, that's he's, what I was going to say. He, he's going to be hurt for the first part of the season. So, but when he gets back onto the floor, it's not like Nurkic is, I think everyone's like, kind of sounds like Jokic. <laughs> he's like, he can shoot right now. Well, he's, he started in Denver. It was yeah, Jokic and Nurkic for, for a while there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he... So in the playoffs, I know I'm annoying referencing the playoffs all the time, but that's what you play for. That's like you, you can look for. really sick in the regular season. Doesn't matter. No, the Bucks looked sick in the regular season. The, you know what? They made it to the East Finals. It was Giannis's first deep run in the playoffs. Give him a break. I'm, I'm not attacking break. Giannis. I'm attacking the team as a whole. Fair. Giannis, Fair. it's a, it was an unfair load that Giannis carried basically throughout the whole regular season, which won him the MVP. But that MVP, how often do MVPs of the regular season win the whole thing? Ne- almost never. Very rarely. I think like Steph if you just, did it. Yeah, if you rewind to like the past five, it was Giannis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> and Steph Curry twice. Yeah. Okay, so, so one Steph- of those is a bonafide Hall of Famer MVP top five player. Yes. And now you have three. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think Giannis will get there too. We, we just we need to see it. And Giannis, every single year of his career, he's taken such a huge step forward. I expect that to continue. Yeah. But right now, you're right. If we're being honest, MVP every year could have been handed to LeBron anyway. Probably should have been, in all honesty. But yeah. that's a different conversation. It's just more of a point that, like, being the best player, it seems like by in terms of that award, mm-hmm. isn't more about being the best player in the league. It's about helping your team the most. Mm-hmm. Because how often do like, like you have to make your team be that much better? Then if you can't keep up that production in a given playoff game, then it, your flaws are all exposed. Right. Like when the whole point of Giannis in the Milwaukee season was, I'm gonna drive, be really athletic, dunk it at least like ten times, but I'll also kick it out on the wing. And mm-hmm. if my players hit their threes, then we're gonna outscore you by a dozen. Right. But when. Brogdon was out for a long period of the playoffs. Chris Middleton wasn't playing that well. George Hill was ass like he always is in the playoffs. 
and then they didn't even play Miritich at all, who's no. arguably one of their better shooters. Miritich just signed with Barcelona. Yeah, because he was that pissed. He's he was out of a league. Miritich was a really good player. He was. He and they shoot. were just he, the teams like he just didn't feel like teams appreciate what he brought. And yeah. I also felt the same way. I was wondering why they didn't play him. Yeah, he's a good shooter. He's a good shooter. Hey, I'll tell you this: if Giannis can add a legitimate three-point shot to his game, oh my God. He's what Ben Simmons easily could have been if he developed yeah. a jumper. Ben Simmons has never made a three-pointer in the NBA. Over 17. He has never hit a three-pointer in he the NBA. He shoots 25% from mid-range. If, if you played me for two seasons with 82 games, I guarantee you I could make one three-pointer. <laughs> I would <laughs> really hope so. Games, I guarantee you I could make one three-pointer. Talk about playoffs, too. <laughs> if I could get some bench minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if J.J. Redick could play, we can't. Speaking of J.J. Redick... He went to New Orleans. Two yeah. years, twenty-six Six. and a half million, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting JJ Redick for thirteen million dollars a year to pair with that young roster is a phenomenal move. It's I, a phenomenal move. I think New Orleans, David Griffin, we know he's a phenomenal GM. Oh, I know. Zion, we know what he can be. Oh my God, is that a good team? It's an asterisk team, in my opinion. They're a playoff team. Asterisk. But nobody has any expectations for them for the next two or three years. I think a lot of people are saying they're playoff team. And I think that's the expectation. Now. Fair. But that, Which is unfair because I'll talk about it like later. But mm-hmm. that team has a lot of question marks to them that I don't think anyone's really asking themselves. Yeah, they, they have a lot of question marks. But if you look at what David Griffin did in the draft, obviously. I think they're built to be the best team in the league in like. Four years. four years, yeah, four or five. So, so obviously you get Zion at one. They had the four pick. David Griffin flips it and gets what two other picks in the first round. And uh, how many picks did he get in the first round? They brought they brought in I think three first rounders if you include Zion, and that's important because after the top three, right? There's no guarantees. At no, least, and this, at least this year. I mean, I feel like Garland. Not I, I said this before. Mm-hmm. I I do think Garland is like. Could be as good as Barrett. Fair. After the top three, though, generally speaking, there's no guarantees. All these prospects are hit and miss. And if you look at the lottery historically, no matter what people say before the draft, every guy taken is hit or miss. So to get multiple first-rounders not only hedges your bets. It just allows you to be more. You also can take more risks. Yes. Yes. And, and I, I I, just love the pairing. I absolutely love the pairing of J.J. Redick with Zion on that team. I think Drew Holiday is a phenomenal basketball player. I think, I think Drew Holiday is a top 25 player. Yeah, I think he's going to help Zion's development immensely. I, I love, if they're not good this year, they'll make love. the playoffs next year. Yeah. I mean, it, and honestly, it doesn't even matter. They they can miss the playoffs this year. It's fine. Like, just, I don't think it would, anyone would be disappointed. It'd be more no. like, wow, like Donovan Mitchell, Jazz, like, which mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Jazz later, too. Oh, the Jet. Oh, my God. That's a team that can compete. <laughs> There's, like, so much of this podcast has been, we'll talk about them later. We'll talk about them later. <laughs> it's already half an hour in, and we're like, we'll talk about them. We'll talk about them later, <laughs> yeah. We'll get back to them. So, basically, another big thing was the Knicks really struck out. <laughs> yeah. I, I have I have some thoughts to share on the Knicks. I'd love to hear it. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare compare me to Skip. <laughs> that is an insult. <laughs> I love and hate what the Knicks did. So I obviously hate that they lost out on Katie and Kyrie. That That is a real blow, particularly considering that they lost out to Brooklyn, the other New York team. I, I Right now, Brooklyn is, is the top dog in New York. I yeah. know we said that before. They are. James Dolan has had four... <laughs> 
decades of failure after failure after failure. And at some point, can Adam Silver step in and say, sell, sell the team? Like, New York is the biggest basketball market in the world. It's the mecca. <laughs> Literally, you can't get people to play in Madison Square Garden. Like, that's, oh my God. It's I, not the team's fault. I think it's James Dolan's it, fault. It is James, it's no one else's. It is, he is the common denominator here. It is James Dolan's fault, and I want him to sell the New York Knicks. At the same time, I think it's clear that the Knicks also have a long-term plan. I yes, they struck out on the big free agents. Yes, that is what they wanted. However, what they did, if you were, if they were any other franchise, I, people wouldn't be criticizing them as harshly, I don't think. They have a solid young core, although there's definitely some question marks there. The Kevin drafts Knox, have been sketchy. Kevin Knox, we'll see what he can become. Dennis Smith Jr. I like we'll Dennis Smith. I like him too. We'll see what he can become. They have a lot of assets. <laughs> RJ obviously got drafted. In the signing of Julius Randle... Is good. Is good. If you didn't have the expectation that you were supposed to sign a top five free good. agent player, yeah. if you got Julius Randle, you'd be like, he's good. He's solid. He's and 24. He's 24, and he will still be 24 when the season starts next year. He's coming off a career year. He's taken With ste- not being a starter. Yes, he's taken steps forward every single year, and the contract is not bad It's team-friendly. It's, team, team it's a team-it's a three-year deal, but yep. the third year is a team option. Right. It's not even a player option. Right. It's a team option. Right. And, and he is... Julius Randle's a very mature guy. He is incredibly hardworking. The culture he brings is certainly an improvement. I think he does wonders for that young core. And I also believe in, in David Fisdale. I believe in the organization that they're building. So while I I hate the job James Dolan has done, I mean, God damn it, you need four decades <laughs> to build a winning basketball team in New York. But at the same time, they, they, this was their plan B, and it, it's, I think it's a good plan B. I do it's think not it's a good bad. plan B. Every player they signed was a two-year deal. And the two, yes. I don't know for those who – I mean, no one really pays attention. They, to they signed a, a bunch of other – It was Alfred Payton. Yep. It was Julius Randle. It was Wayne Ellington, it was Bobby Portis, mm-hmm. and it was Reggie Bullock. Yes. All those five players I like Reggie Bullock are too. good role players. Yes. Outside of I think Randall's the star of that group. They're also just hardworking veterans. That does so much, particularly when you have rookies who are twenty years old getting paid millions of dollars for the first time in New York City to have veteran presences like that. Who, well, they're not stars. You know, they're not going to go out and win you a championship, but they can help your young core develop. I look. They're, they're, they're not going to be bad. I don't think the well, Knicks are going to be bad. I think they're going to be in the lottery again. So I think they're I think they'll be, be at the back end. Maybe I could see them being through pick nine through fourteen. Possibly. I don't Possibly. think they're the worst top five worst team in the league. No. I could I could tell you off the top of my head Charlotte. who I think that would be. Charlotte's the worst. Can, can we actually, can we talk, can we pivot? I don't want to beat the Knicks up too much. James Dolan is a terrible owner. We all know that. Can we pivot to Charlotte? Yep, let's just do it. <laughs> biggest fall. We were, we were going to, you know, I think we mentioned we were going to talk about our, yep. our biggest gainers, biggest fallers. Charlotte. Charlotte's a team that definitely had no backup plan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, you can, you, they, I, it is 100% legitimate and I'd say probably the majority of people think that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Fine. Can we can we talk about how he may be the second worst? Maybe if James worst Dolan wasn't here. <laughs> Michael Jordan's the worst owner if James Dolan's not in New York State. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> James, Michael Jordan's just sitting there in the streets going like, yeah! yeah. You have a bo 
bona fide superstar in Kemba Walker, who is a gamer, who is the most, one of the most competitive guys on the planet, who's telling you, I want to be in Charlotte. I want to build something here. Charlotte is my number one priority. You sold him on garbage, and he bit. And he bit, and, and Jordan wasn't even going to give him the max. It doesn't even seem like he was going to come okay, close. Okay, so I, my point to that, go, I agree 100% with what you're saying. Yeah. So if you are the Charlotte Hornets, you're Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know you're not signing Kemba Walker to this super max deal. Why did you not trade him in February? Yeah. Because your team, you, okay. If you're a Charlotte fan, and I tell you to your face, so here's two scenarios you get to have. You get to not make the playoffs, but look like you're going to with Kemba Walker, and you get to watch it for 20 more games. Or we could treat Kemba Walker, get the package, and you get a good player in return, and we're going to suck, but at least you have starting points. You have building blocks to rebuild. Yeah, I'm a Charlotte it, fan. I'm not like, yeah, you know what? I love Kemba. Go Kemba. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. I, I look. A bunch of my friends are actually Charlotte Hornets fans. I go to Virginia Tech, for those of you who don't know me. <clears throat> my school is pretty close to Charlotte, only like a two-hour drive maybe, and I agree with you. I feel so bad for them because where is the organizational leadership? If you're not going to give Kemba the max, trade him like you said. If you're not going to trade him, you give him the max because he deserves it. You can He's, trade him later. He is committed to Charlotte. He's committed to making that franchise better. And at the end of the day, what's your consolation prize, Terry Rozier? Uh, Rozier <laughs> Terry Rozier is a fine player. He's awful. I do. I a hundred percent disagree. Let me tell you why. <laughs> for I was saying relatively for a role player. <laughs> he's a starter now. <laughs> that he is. So he's, he's a fifty million dollar starter. I wrote about it in the article mm-hmm. that I posted on the about all the like that dead free agents on the extended cut. on the extended Shout cut out channel. <laughs> so. Terry Rozier, his career is, I'm a scoring guard. That is it. He does nothing else. And look, I know every Celtic fan on the entire planet hated him this year. He was atrocious. Yeah. All he does is shoot, not make it, and doesn't realize he's having an off day and mm-hmm. keeps shooting. Mm-hmm. You know what, Terry? And then, but then there's going to be the people who are like, you obviously didn't see him in last year's Celtic postseason run when we made the Eastern Conference Finals and almost beat LeBron. Okay, what did he do in Game 7 of that series? 0 for 10, Choked. from 3, sucked ass, kept shooting, shot him out of the game. This is too soon still. <laughs> <laughs> and for all the Celtic fans that thought that their team was going to go to the Finals and beat the Warriors, Me. you are stupid. <laughs> that team was good in the East. The East was awful. The best team in the East was Toronto that year. They got swept by LeBron in a fourth-seeded Cavs team that was atrocious. I am a Cavs fan. That team sucked. Yeah. It was Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, LeBron, Kevin Love, and who else? And LeBron swept. And Ronnie Hood. And he swept them out of the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, Charlotte, like, what what are they doing? Mike, they've been giving out bad contract after bad contract for years now. And then finally, you have a superstar who's there and you won't pay him? Go to Boston. Go to Boston. I'm excited. I, I'm with that. I'm excited. I'm excited for that, too. Let's just talk about... Uh, Can we talk about the Celtics? Can I talk about Charlotte for, like, one more second? Yeah, go. Go. So... All right, so I'm going to close my eyes and pretend I'm a Charlotte fan right now. Oh, boy. I am deeply suicidal. <laughs> and I'm just thinking in my head, like, okay, who can I, like, take all the fandom that I loved in Kemba, uh, Kemba Walker and place it to someone else? Nicholas I open my Batum. eyes and look at the roster, and I'm looking at Malik Monk. Mm. Strong my, candidate. My, Mikel Bridges. <laughs> or is it Miles? 
I think it's Mikel. I think it's Mikel. Either way, a, bri- point. a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Frank the Tank just left. <laughs> he did. Uh, you lost Jeremy Lamb. You stole Nicholas Batum, though. And a awful contract. <laughs> <laughs> and Terry Rozier. That is an atrocious roster. Yeah. That borderline rivals the like the Cavs last year mm-hmm. when Kevin Love wasn't there. Yeah. The Charlotte Bobcats with Kevin Kemba Walker on the team. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers when they were the worst team I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm Steve Clifford, I would just be like, you know what? I think I'm about to lose my job. <laughs> the, the Sixers and the trust the process here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Charlotte's a great city. I feel bad. It's it, it, it is a good basketball town, but my God, my God, it's they unfair. Have done terrible. It's unfair. It's unfair. And who they draft? They drafted oh, oh PJ Washington. Yes. Who I like PJ Washington. He's he's solid. Is he gonna he develop has, in Charlotte though? He has some sprinkles of Paul Millsap. <laughs> There we go, Charlotte. Woo! Oh, Bill upside. <laughs> he was a beast on Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> go Hawks. Can we pivot to the Celtics? Yeah. Yeah. Beantown. Are they better than last year? I think they'll play better. I agree. I don't know if they're talent. They're definitely not talent-wise better. Well, there's a difference between talent and, and being a better team. They, this is the mo- this is what I envision as a Boston team. Yes. This is a grit and grind roster. Hard nose roster. This is a Brad Stevens team. Kemba fits the city of Boston and what Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge are doing day and night better than Kyrie ever did. The Celtics fans in the past few years have been blessed with point guards. Yes, we have. It's fun. You get a fun young little point guard it's, it's every so other year. We also have one, one of the best rising stars in the game in Jason Tatum. And, and I want to point out, too, the Ennis Cantor contract. Good contract. Two years, $10 million for the production that Cantor can, can, can provide. I love that. The only, I love that. So offensively, I'd say he's equal to Horford in terms of scoring. Cantor? Yeah, not passing-wise, but in not terms of scoring-wise. And scoring-wise, you're going to get the same point. Can shoot the three as well as Yeah, he, you, when he was in OKC, he was a decent three point yeah, shooter. Okay. So um, he must have yeah. stayed consistent. I honestly didn't watch many Blazers games. Mm-hmm. But he also was a buyout candidate at the halfway point from the Knicks. Yep. And every fan base that has Ennis Cantor loves him. Loves him. You don't have any other fan base that's like, man, Ennis Cantor's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you're always <laughs> like, I love this you guy. Love you love him. Yeah. And this Cantor's like the guy. Do you remember that really weird movie from like the mid 2010s? Like it was called like The Dictator. Yes. He reminds, he like embodies yes, that he personality. He does, yeah. I'm not just saying that because he's foreign. It's funny. He can't go back to Turkey because he speaks out against that dictator, but. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and honestly, too, I expect Tatum and Brown to take big leaps forward. This I year. love. You know, this is, my friends who are listening are going to be shocked. I have 100% turned around on Jalen Brown. I think he's a very good player. I love him. Yeah, I just great, don't think he's, he's a, great a star. Player. I think he's a good player. Maybe not, but he, he's a really good player. And, and Tatum is a star. And Kemba is a potentially. star. Not Kemba. Tatum is potentially. Yeah, Kemba is a star. I, I think Tatum already should be a star. But fair, fair. He, I just think last year was a question mark. But that that all yeah I was gonna say I was gonna say it. so like people say it's the Ky- the Kobe thing mm-hmm. I have said that but mm-hmm. it also is the Kyrie thing yes it's amazing to me that Kem- that Kyrie averaged like seven point nine assists last year yeah because the narrative 
is that he didn't pass. And when you when I watch Celtic games, mm-hmm. and all my friends are Celtic fans, so I watched them. Mm-hmm. You never saw him pass. Yeah. So I'm wondering where the 7.9 came from. I mean, he, he's so talented that if you can get to the rim like he can, you're, you're going to rack up assists because it's very easy to dish it out. And yeah. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, still, I think Kemba is, is going to thrive in Boston. So, and I'm so glad he's in a situation now, unlike Charlotte, where he can compete because he is one of the most competitive players in the NBA. And he's in a big market, too, where he can grow his brand. They're going to love him. Yeah, I, I, I love him. him. Well, Kemba, well, Kemba won a national championship at UConn, so people my, my up here in New England, all, people here here in New England already love Kemba. He's a perfect fit in Boston. He's a perfect fit. It would have been funny history, York, the too. culture. Yes, agreed, agreed. But I'm he glad did. he went to Boston. He's a Celtic. <laughs> yeah, that was like so. The only way the Kemba thing would have worked out in mm-hmm. New York is if it was with KD. Yeah. But Kemba by himself in New York wouldn't have got much. Dude, Kemba and Kate, I don't. Uh, when, I would have rather they were paired up than Kyrie and Kem, KD. Yeah. That, Kemba won't that's, care. That's about combustible. KD, KD and Kyrie is very combustible. It, it, I will not be shocked. That's Even halfway box. through this season, you'll hear reports that KD doesn't like how Kyrie's treating him. Oh, yeah, you're going to hear rumors fly. And Kyrie and KD are the, the two time. most sensitive athletes. Uh, yeah. So the two of them are going to hear things about each other that apparently they said to each other. You're going to hear like Katie and Kerry. Yeah. Like, Yo, man, what the fuck did you say about me? I'm going to be gossiping with DeAndre Jordan all the time in the locker room. Don't tell DeAndre. You know, Katie's being real mean to me, dog. Yeah. And DeAndre will be like, why are you guys telling me this? Why are you telling me? I'm just here to grab bags. <laughs> Speaking of, of KD, you want to pivot to Golden State? Yeah. Um. So Golden State. All right. It was a whirlwind for me. Yeah. First off. I didn't really care about the KD thing, but my me, like him going to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I, uh, oh, Detroit just signed Markeith Morris. Oh, that's gross. I thought he would go to a playoff team. I thought he was gonna go to oh, no, the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when KD initially got trade signed, I was like, oh, okay. Like I kind of saw it coming because mm-hmm. everyone kind of expected. Like Woj leaked it like two hours before. Yeah. That he was going. Yeah. <laughs> Except KD trying to do this big thing on his uh, the boardroom where he's like. I'm going to leak where I'm going on the boardroom. Because, you know, everyone roasted the shit out of him for the my next chapter thing on the Players' Tribune. Yep. And it became a meme. It's still a meme. Yep. Well, I mean, the, the boardroom is his, his media company, so it makes sense that he did And, yeah, it's like his ESPN show, too. Yeah. With Jay Williams. I watched one episode. It's not meant for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta be honest. And for, like, people who are, like, think they're, like, super savvy in business, like, they're like, yeah, and they're like, and Katie, it's just Katie, LeBron, Rich Kleiman, and um, uh, Paul, his uh, agent. Yeah, uh, Rich, uh, Paul. Rich Paul. Yep. And Jay Williams moderates it, mm-hmm. and they're just all like, "Yeah, you know, like I just built a school." And Katie's like, "Yeah, well, you're on my show, bitch. So sit down." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me talk about all the stuff I do. <laughs> and um, basically, once he like leaked it, the Warriors. I mean, it was like, okay, so the Warriors are gonna go back to being Clay. Steph and Draymond, and I'll like them again. But without Clay for the season, he'll be back in February. Really? Yeah. From a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. You get Clay halfway through the year. These are the so- these are from the sources I've heard. <laughs> Various. I've heard possibly for the playoffs, but I mean, uh, it would be something like Boogie, where they ease him back in. It's not like <laughs> in February. Fair. All right, Clay, whack him. Throw on him the back ACL. out there. Get 30, out there, champ. Thirty-five minutes a night, <laughs> rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Just, hey, Clay, can you do that thing where you take like zero dribbles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What do you think of the, the D-Lo fit with them? It's not good. Yeah, I agree. I put my immediate thought when that D-Lo thing happened was like, I'm like, of course. Of course the Warriors get D-Lo. Yeah. <laughs> can, maybe you can help me figure this out. Mm-hmm. You're the Nets. You already have KD. Why are you helping the Warriors by giving them D'Angelo? Well, so they were going to renounce his rights, I'm pretty sure. But then the Warriors came in and offered pretty much the max, right? They gave him the max. Yeah. Yeah, so just might as well. I mean, why not? The Warriors got assets back. I don't know exactly why the Nets did it, but Yeah, it wait, happened. what did the Nets get out of it is my point. Because they were going to get KD anyway. They had the money. What did they get out of it? Like, did they get, like, a pick or something? They must have. <laughs> did they get your Baz Napier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't see him fitting in with that roster. I see though. him fitting until Clay comes back. Maybe. Because D'Angelo Russell has never been a ball dominant point guard. In Brooklyn, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie would handle the ball much more than D'Angelo did. <clears throat> so he can fill, fill the Clay role of the catch and shoot type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. D'Lo uh, never played point guard until he went to Ohio State. And then even last year, you're right, he played off the ball a fair amount. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to work until Clay gets back, and then what? You're going to have D'Lo be a, like, a really, really overpaid six-man? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I re- heard they're just going to trade him. Yeah, but... Which could be on Miami fit. <sighs> yeah, yeah, could be. I just thought of that right now. This is what. <laughs> are, are D'Lo and, and Jimmy Butler... Oh, God. Oh. Are they going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was really excited talent-wise for a minute, but yeah. now I'm like... Okay. I don't know if those personalities match no, up. I, I just, who is Jimmy Butler? Mel, who can he mesh with? And Bede was his best opportunity to mesh. I agree. And he did, and he left. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he turned down a lot more money, too, in Philadelphia. Yeah, he got the five-year max. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jimmy Butler actually has his own YouTube channel where he has explained his decision, or it's it's still coming out. It's a couple episode parts. Ooh, co- a couple episodes, yeah. I haven't seen that. Is it interesting? It's very. He put out the first episode a couple days ago. Because it's it's Jimmy Butler's YouTube channel. Yeah. Jimmy, if you're not busy, you always hop on an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to, uh, you know, give us a little endorsement deal maybe there, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to, no. like, No, but the first episode, he kind of made the decision based on family. Uh, He's got a big training staff around him, what works best for them. Being in a a warm weather climate was important to him as well. Um, I mean, there there were a lot of factors that went into it. I don't blame him for leaving. You're making over $100 million. Does it really matter? It didn't really upset me. It was more that if he cared about winning, that wasn't the move. No. Agreed. Agreed. So... But Pat Riley definitely sold him on something. Yeah, I mean, the, Pat Riley and Jimmy Butler, I think their personalities match up really they well. Yeah, Pat Riley and Jimmy Butler are both grinders. They are both ultra-competitive. They will do whatever it takes to win. They are get-in-your-face guys. So I think it was easy for Pat Riley to sell Jimmy Butler on coming to Miami. Yeah. The question, what, what are they going to be? If, if they say they don't trade for another star, even halfway through the season, what are they? A, a, yeah, seven seed? I don't think they're. A seed in the East. In the East. The East got more depth. Yeah. I mean, the teams that are crappy are still crappy. Yeah. No one really took a jump. Speaking of of depth, Indiana signing Brogdon. I love that. I love it too. Milwaukee got a first and two seconds out of it. They did. They did. What? (laughs) No, no, yeah. Milwaukee is also a team that's built to... Get ready to trade for someone else. 
I was gonna say run the East for a couple of years. Well, they also are in the, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Uh-huh. But they also now with these assets can trade for another player. Yes. Like not a big player, but like a key role guy at right. the trade deadline. Right. Yeah, because they gave Chris Middleton five years, 170, 78, 78 yeah. That is heavy. It is definitely <laughs> heavy. That, you did that because you want Giannis to stay. Yes, yes. You want to show them, like, hey, we love you. We're willing to give. Don't go to Los Angeles, Giannis. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, going back to Indiana, I think Victor Oladipo and Malcolm Brogdon are going to be such a terrific fit together. They did. That they did. Yeah. Indiana's a good team. They're a really, really, really good team. They're like a four in the East. I'd, still, I'd say they're above the Celtics. You think? That's about it. Yeah. Depending on Tatum. It all depends on Tatum. Well, say Kawhi goes west. Oh. <laughs> say, I, I keep it Kawhi. Again, this is this is pre-Kawhi. I'm looking, there's still no Woj bomb. But the, the Kawhi news as of four to, uh, 242 is that he is meeting Toronto right now at a Toronto hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going to give the Raptors the, the final pitch. I really so, hope they sell it. <laughs> say Kawhi leaves. Okay. Milwaukee's probably the one seed. We have Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Philly yet. We'll get there. Later on the pod. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many teams. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee at one. Philly at two. Boston. Pacers are probably three. Boston or Indiana. That's what I'm saying. They they could Indiana could legitimately be the third best team in the East. And when you get in the playoffs, who knows what happens? Toronto probably drops to the fifth seed. Yeah. yeah unless Siakam takes another step. If Siakam becomes the big guy on that team, that they could probably be four. Yeah. It really there's like three teams now in the East. No, or just like yeah, no two. If the, like the Celtics and the um, Toronto is all gonna be what how it gels. Mm-hmm. Because Bucks are gonna be the same. Mm-hmm. They could. Pro- I don't think. I don't think the loss of Brogdon is gonna hit them as hard. Mm-hmm. But because they retained Brook and Chris Middleton. Yep. So the Pacers, then the 76ers have revamped their entire roster, which we're gonna talk about. Yeah. In a minute. Yep. And then um, the Celtics revamped, and they're still very competitive. Yep. And the Toronto, depending on how certain players develop is going to definitely say a lot. Yeah. But everyone else, it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. I hope we're not leaving a team out. <laughs> Do you want to uh, give our top five teams in, in the East and West, and we can – I'm sure Philly will come up on those lists. We can talk about them then. All right, let's start in the West. <laughs> start in the West. That's. I think that's more intriguing right now because we also haven't talked about another team in the West that is basically yeah oh, oh they're coming oh yeah, they're coming um, so do, do, do you wanna do you wanna go first we'll each say our own top five okay do do we each yeah okay I'll go first and you can go okay and we can talk about our differences after we'll just yes say them and then we'll talk about yeah them. sounds good okay so number one mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the Nuggets are gonna be the number one seed okay I'm gonna say the Jazz are the number two seed Re- okay yep. I, I, that was the team. That was the team we were meant to. Yeah, yeah, I have them a little bit lower, but okay. I'm going to say the Blazers are third. I'm going to say the Warriors are fourth. I'm going to say the Rockets are fifth. You don't have the Lakers Oh. on that list? Okay, well, if the Lakers don't have Kawhi, then I'm going to keep them out of the top four. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I can utterly disagree. This is pending Kawhi. Okay, wait, can I just say if the Lakers are in it? With Kawhi, I'm mm-hmm. going to say that the Lakers are one and just bump everyone down a spot. Fair. 
So this is pending Kawhi. I have say Kawhi stays in Toronto. That's what I I made my list off of. Okay. He resigns. I have the Lakers, the one seed in the West. They have LeBron and AD, again, two of the top four players in the NBA. The stars dominate this league. I have the Lakers as the number one team. I don't disagree with that point. Second team, Denver Nuggets. Yeah. They are phenomenal. I think the re-signing of Jamal Murray, and they gave him a max deal, I think that that was a really smart move. Jamal Murray in the playoffs showed what he can be, and that's a legitimate star in this league. And, and Jokic is, is an unbelievable talent. He's very... This is a weird statement. Yes. He's a very unattractive player to watch. But he's so good. He's so good. He does everything so well. I know, but you don't... It's not like he's you like don't a sexy it. player you don't to watch. It though, yeah. It's not like LeBron where you're like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you watch and you're like, you would like, it's just fundamentals. Yes. That is it. You're yes. watching fundamentals at its best. Yeah, it's like Tim Duncan. But I was going to say, pass and shoot better. Yeah. So, so the pick and roll between Jamal Murray and, and Nikola Jokic puts the Denver as the second best team in the West, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Third, I have the Blazers. I think they have the best backcourt in the NBA now with with Clay Thompson being out. That yeah. changes when he comes back, but but even so, it won't be the Clay Thompson. We'll probably have to wait till next right, to get the same right. play. It takes somewhat close. It takes time, yeah, after a devastating injury like that. Um, combine that backcourt with Hassan Whiteside, like we talked about. That's dominant. Fourth, I have the Utah Jazz. Their signings of. <laughs> All right, well, then, then fifth, I have the Warriors. I have the Warriors, even without I don't, I, I don't get the disrespect that the Warriors are getting, that they're saying they could be maybe out of the West. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who's owned Who made the, the playoffs? Come on. Who's owned the Come West? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're the fifth best team in my mind. Uh, the Rockets do not make my list. James Harden is a phenomenal talent, but my God, you need to pass <laughs> the ball, even, even once in a while. Uh, the Thunder don't make my list there. I think the Thunder bit. are still top eight. They're going to win. Yeah, they'll be in the playoffs. But, um, they'll lose. Yeah. Uh, I, want, I have a lot to say about the Rockets. I have actually a funny story about James Harden. However, with Utah, Mike Connolly. They gave up nothing. They gave up nothing. Grayson Allen, Corver, Jay Crowder, Corver, and a first. Yeah, Mike and Connolly one down the road. is one of the the best point guards in the NBA. You know, it's it's been really too bad he's been stuck in the West behind the likes of Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. I mean, the list goes on. Because he should he should be a perennial all-star. He, he's a terrific, terrific player. Adding him and Bogdanovich, who is also a terrific player, to their core, yeah, Bogdanovich to Utah, yeah. That they're contenders. I think they're, they're contenders. They are built, and they're signing all these free agents still. Yeah, all these veterans. They signed um, Emmanuel Mudiay as like their like backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmanuel Mudiay was really good on a shitty Knicks team until he got hurt, and then they never played him anymore. Yeah, and then they signed. I'm sorry if I can't remember these vets' names. They signed like two or three more vets. Yeah. to their bench that I was very happy with. Yeah, and and Donovan Mitchell, we all know, is is a phenomenal talent, and he he only keeps improving too. I. I you never. What we learned this year is with injuries, you never know. Utah can contend. Also, the thing that you always saw as the issue with the Jazz in past postseasons was that it was the Donovan Mitchell show. And in the regular season, that's going to work. Yeah. Having one good player. Not in the playoffs. Rockets, it works. Mm-hmm. But the issue now becomes 
it became very quickly in that Rocket series. I don't know if you watched any of the Jazz Rocket series. I did, yeah. You saw that there was no one else that no. was going to be able to score. Gobert is great. He's not going to score. No. You get him as the defensive player of the year two times in a row, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I mean, if that's what you're going to get from that's him. That's great. That's better than what 50% of centers in the NBA provide. Yeah, yeah. So now you're adding Mike Conley. Bogdanovich. Maybe the two probably mm-hmm. option. Bogdanovich is the three option, mm-hmm. and then you just figure out who you're going to run at four. And you have the two-time defensive player of the year protecting the rim. Yep. That's a phenomenal team. And Quinn Snyder, top five coach. Yes, agreed. Th- that's another point I want to make about Portland, too. Terry Stotts is a phenomenal basketball that coach. That team was awful. Yeah. I don't think it's talent well, was that great. I disagree. Terry Stotts still did a terrific, terrific They're job. They're very deep. Wing-wise. Yes. They don't have many big men or small forwards. They fix that with, with Whiteside. They still need a man. small forward, I think. Fair. Yeah. I um, would really be excited if they took the money that they they ended up spending on Hassan Whiteside and entered into the Tobias Harris race. Hmm. I think, I think Tobias Harris got overpaid, though. I think they had to overpay. They did. I heard from, peop- from sources that they want to... Um, Move to buy, they they signed Tobias Harris to that deal and ideas of moving him elsewhere. Hmm. They're saying that the big two names that were just signed in free agency that will get probably moved to the deadline are D'Angelo and, and, Tobias. and Tobias. Yeah, well we'll 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 get to the Sixers when we do the East. You had Houston in your top five. Yeah, I just think that's a regular season team. It's yes. nothing. It's nothing against the other teams that I didn't list. It's yeah. just that it's a regular season team. It's yeah. built for that. It's built on we're going to outgas you in games because we're trying, and then in the mm-hmm. postseason it doesn't work. It falls apart. Yeah. Systems work in the regular season. They don't work in the playoffs. A playoffs is a player. It's when players outshine systems. Yeah. But you you need to work as a as a team. Yes. As a unit. I and they have James Harden. <laughs> They, I, don't think, I don't think James Harden's the issue. I think D'Antoni is the issue. D'Antoni is an issue, yeah. Like, everyone's like, okay, don't you can attack me for saying that statement. Um, D'Antoni's an issue. How many I'm NBA with finals it. has James Harden, uh, Mike D'Antoni, been to? Mm-hmm. How many great point guards has he had? He's a good regular Thousands. season coach. He's yeah. had so many good point guards. Yeah. Those Steve Nash teams, they were great. Did they ever make the finals? No. I, I, just, I, I don't think James Harden is cut out to lead a team to a championship either. I just don't. Why'd you pair him with Chris Paul? Why did they? Why'd you they, re-sign Chris Paul? I, I mean, funny story about James Harden. So uh, one of my cousins works for Adidas in their marketing department. She's got a really cool job. And she's been able to meet a ton of athletes through this. She's been able to meet Aaron Rodgers, Joel Embiid. One of them was James Harden. Oh. They were filming a commercial. Yeah. They had like a two or three hour slot that matched up with James Harden's schedule where he was free, you know, they could come in, do the shoot. And for the first 45 minutes to an hour, James Harden was sitting in his car by himself, not listening to music, not on the phone, sitting there pouting because I don't know exactly what, but something happened earlier in the day that upset him and he just wouldn't leave. He was refusing to go in. And every, like, you know, these guys, they have five or six people within any given point. They have agent, trainer, you know, a bunch of people. They were all going out one by one, like, you know, hey, hey James, we, we limited time. We got to shoot this commercial. Do you want to, you know, maybe come in? And he was sitting there pouting with his arms crossed, like, no, no, I'm not going in. That's James Harden in a nutshell for you. And that's just a personal anecdote. Do with it what you will. <laughs> but I think that his play on the court and his body language and his behavior backs up that sort of mentality. Yeah. 
you know, and that's, you, you don't, you're not going to win. You're not going to win like that. <laughs> the news was when he realized that the Rockets signed Chris Paul to that mega contract. That <laughs> any possibility of any other players going there? Who knows? Who that knows? That contract soured so quickly. It did. It did. So this is a point that I was going to bring up when we talked about the 76ers. I, I'll, like, kind of talk about it for a quick second. Um, that Chris Paul deal scares me in the same way that this Al Horford deal scares me. Mm. So, at the time of the signing, Al Horford is 33. Chris Paul, I don't know his exact age off the top of my head. He's up there, too. He's very old. He was in the... He is... <laughs> anyone that sits in the banana boat with LeBron... Chris Paul is 34. Chris Paul is 34. That even helps my point even more. <laughs> so when they signed him, he was 33. Yes. That contract has already soured so extremely. It's aged so poorly. <laughs> As a GM, if you don't think you're going to win in the next year, signing someone to a, a long-term contract that is that heavy mm-hmm. basically says you're going to kill your cap and basically make it impossible to rebuild. Who's taking that contract? No one. They're <laughs> I laughed really hard with Daryl Morey. said, like, guys. Everyone but James Harden's available. Everyone's on the block. <laughs> Everyone's available. Everyone's on the block. Okay, so like, I don't know any GMs are like, oh, that Chris, Con- Chris, Chris Paul contract. Chris Paul contract looks attractive. <laughs> 42 in year four? Beautiful. When he's, um, what, 36, 37? Yeah, 38. I mean, Horford's looking at the same thing, but... I, Horford, I think, will be good for two years of that contract. Yeah. And the last two is sketchy. Yeah. Do we, do we want to get into our top five in the East? Yeah, let's talk about the East. Yeah. You can start first with the East. Okay. So, again, this is before any Kawhi decision. It's about 3 o'clock on Wednesday, July 3rd. <laughs> Still no Woj bombs. Um, so, this is assuming Kawhi resigns with Toronto. That's what this list is off of. Number one team I have in the East is Toronto. Uh, won the East. They won it all this year. you got to put them in number one. Number two, I have Milwaukee. Uh, number three, I have the 76ers. Um... I, I really like the Al Horford signing right now. Um, I think Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, if they can both stay healthy, mainly Embiid, will take another step forward next year. Um, losing J.J. Redick hurts. Um, they also re-up Tobias Harris. Uh, I like that. Who's pretty, he, he, is a, he is a good player. I think Jimmy Butler was better. But the Sixers are a competitive team. And, and who knows, if, if Kawhi doesn't hit that buzzer beater in Game 7, could have been the Sixers who got there. Yeah, very so. yeah, very easily it could have been. Sixers are my third team. Fourth, I have the Celtics. Fifth, I have the Indiana Pacers, and then sixth honorable mention. I know we're not doing this, but the Nets. The Nets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to throw them in there. Yeah, <laughs> sprinkle. <laughs> shout, shout out Brooklyn. <laughs> it, it, it is it is a big time for Brooklyn, so I'll, I'll give them a little shout. And out. sixth for the honorable mention, I am putting the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Charlotte. Uh, let's, stop, let's stop beating them up. <laughs> Seventh, I have the Washington Wizards. <laughs> and eighth, I have the Orlando Magic. <laughs> I love length. I love athleticism. And that is why I am going for the Orlando Magic. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we just, before you give your top five, throw in that the Orlando Magic committed nearly $200 million <laughs> between Nikola Vucevic, who's a, a good player. All-star. Mm-hmm. All-star Nikola Vucevic is his name. Fine player. <laughs> Between they gave out nearly two hundred million dollars to Vucevic, Terrence Ross, and Alfred Camino. 
That is a team that is screaming, I want to be a seven seed for the next four years. And that is sexy. Don't forget, they'll be like, hey guys, remember, we beat the defending NBA champs in the first game. In that season. one game. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, DJ Augustine. <laughs> they still don't have a point guard. I don't know what, the, well, I don't know what they're doing down there. Who's their draft pick? Uh, does it matter? Oh, there's a point guard, that'd be cool. Let's see. Um, I'll look up their roster. Who's your top five? All right, so my top five... I'm going to keep Toronto at the one. Yeah. Because Kawhi's going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who their point guard is? Markel Fultz is the Orlando Magic point guard. They have DJ Augustine and Markel Fultz. Okay, so DJ Augustine is the starter. Don't forget about Mo Bamba, too. What about Mo Bamba? He's not a point guard. Who cares? Do you think he was a point guard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that they also have Mo Bamba. <laughs> so why'd they re-sign Vucevic? That's a great point. That's a, that's a really terrific point. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like, wh- who was their draft pick? <laughs> oh, man. Were they in the lottery? Yes. Yeah. No, they weren't because they were a playoff team. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they had, Did Boston have their pick? Who did they even take? No, they did take someone. Um, they, they had the 16th overall pick, and they took uh, Chumo. Okay. Chumo Okeke from Auburn. Okeke uh, from Auburn, yeah. Oh, I like Okeke. Uh, forward. Oh, he's a small Yep. Okay, um, I just want to side rant about the Magic really quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know who their GM is. Um, I feel like all Let's he looks, find out. I feel like there's he tells the scouting team every year who has the longest wingspan. <laughs> Draft him. If you if he has the longest wingspan, I want him on this roster because they have Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, Vucevic. <laughs> Those are all massive wingspans. Mm-hmm. Can any of these guys shoot? I can tell you right now. No. <laughs> the Orlando Magic general manager is John Hammond. Thanks, John Hammond. Previously with the Bucks. Oh, I wonder why they. I wonder if he drafted Giannis. Like, I like that wingspan. <laughs> Let me just. Let me grab him. <laughs> hey Mo, can you like be from Greece? Can we call you like? I don't even know where Mo Bamba's from. I know yeah. he's at Texas, but I don't know what country he's from. He's from America. I will look like an absolute asshole. Who, Mobamba? Yeah, I think he's Canadian. Let's see. Of course, you type in Mobamba to Google in the song. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Harlem. He's from New York. And, he, and he's also only 21, so he, he does have more, a lot more room to grow, to be fair to the magic. Dick. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. With the name Mobamba, I thought you were from somewhere else. <laughs> Top five in the East. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> uh, I would say my top five Toronto, Milwaukee No, I'm saying Toronto, Philly, Milwaukee <laughs> Indiana Boston You have Philadelphia ahead of Milwaukee Yep Why? I think they're just I like their overall team better Are you betting on Ben Simmons being able to make nope. one three-pointer nope, In his entire that. NBA career <laughs> I am. I think that Tobias Harris is going to be the second scoring option on that team. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons will be third. Behind Joel Embiid? Yeah. yeah. Embiid's going to score. Well, but what about Horford? Does Horford jump oh. Ben Simmons? I think they'd probably each score an equal amount of points. Uh, yeah. I mean, Horf- Horford is... At, he's a really terrific player on offense. I was just going to say, I, this is really like the most player. controversial statement ever. I think Al Horford is going to contribute more to the 76ers than Ben Simmons does. 
Well, Ben Simmons is he's still so young. It's not. Everybody has such high expectations for him, and that's fair because he has the world of potential. But I heard LeBron Jr., Magic Johnson Jr. It's <laughs> a lot to live up to. I, are we? He's two, 22. He's 22. Let's give the kid two or three more years. Ben Simmons right now. I think he gets under attack a lot. And how many players at 22 are the player you want them to be? Yeah, I agree. That's that's what I'm saying. He, he he's also, however, arguably the best transition player. Yes. In the game. Jared Dudley said it best, actually. He said, I thought, I thought for a second you were going to say Jared Dudley is the best transition player in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way those 30-year-old legs move. <laughs> um, what did Dudley say, other than that he's the third in the big three for the Lakers? Uh, he, <laughs> he said that Ben Simmons is really deadly in transition, but once you get him past half court, his game becomes a lot less. Yeah, he's very easy to stop. Once you get him in the half court, and I, like it was like, and then Ben Simmons was like, "Oh yeah," and then he like scored like twenty six against the Nets. Congratulations, your matchup was Dan terrible. Spencer yeah, Dan Spencer Dinwiddie, two players who are not known for their defense. Anybody could drive on those guys. <laughs> <laughs> who was gonna stop them at the small forward position? Joe Harris. Yeah, <laughs> You're like hold on, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me shoot a three real quick. But yeah, I'd say that's my top five. I mean, yeah, and and you have Indiana ahead of Boston. Yes. Yeah, I think Indiana. Definitely has a better infrastructure right now. They're not trying to figure that much more out. Uh-huh. They already are pretty great coach. Know what they do, and mm-hmm. Brad Stevens now has to figure out how he's going to re. He's probably going to try to go back to the Isaiah Thomas style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so so I the Pacers head coach Nate McMillan I think has done a, a, a terrific job. Yeah. Um, they both thought they were dead after the Paul George trade. Right, and Victor Oladipo is turning into a star in his own right, although, yeah, although he, he had the injury last year, but he'll be back. <laughs> we're, all, we're thinking all these injuries. He'll be back. Non-existent. He'll be back. Um, Brad Stevens had a, a bad coaching year. Yep, after everyone was like, how many people will you trade? Like, remember when like, yeah. like, the jump would be like, how many players would you like trade to get Brad Stevens. Like, what limit would you have to be? Would you trade a player in the top 30 to get Brad Stevens? No, no. Would you trade Clay for Brad Stevens? No, no. Now, those never. are like the type of talks that you people You never trade a superstar Pop for a coach. Junior, you see it on Game of Zones. They made him the new Pop. Yeah. I mean, Br- I, I, Brad Stevens is a really, really good basketball coach. I think he just is. He had a bad... You know what? Dealing with... Kyrie Irving is dealing with that sort of ego is clearly not what Brad Stevens is cut out for. And that is a part of the NBA, so that is a knock on Brad Stevens. But Brad Stevens is still a good basketball coach, and with the roster they've assembled this year, like we've already talked about, Kemba and his canter are much better fits. Their younger guys will, will take steps forward. The system will work a lot better. Yeah. However, Nate McMillan is coming off a really good coaching here. Yeah. Two, two really falls off. Yeah. And they still made the playoffs as the fourth seed. Yeah, they were good. They were a really good basketball team last year. Is that who the Celtics played in the first round? Uh, I think it may have been. I think it was. Because it was, I remember the battle was between them for the four or five, and I think the Celtics dropped down to five. They were fifth, yeah. And, oh, and, and the Celtics got fourth? Bo- uh, yep, and Boston swept them. Oh, okay. Yep. Boston swept them. Yeah, that yep. was tough. I, I mean, I... Bojan, uh, Wesley Matthews, yeah. and... Uh, Derek Carlson, who retired. Mm-hmm, he did. At, I mean, like, 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I f- for the reason that the Celtics still beat them, um, I think the Celtics are better. And, and I, I think the Celtics will be an even better team next year than they were last year. But I, I respect the argument for the Pacers there. 
they're going to be really, really good. Really good. I don't think they're contenders. I don't think that they'll compete for the East Crown. No. But they're, you know, like Indiana, Indiana has good basketball back, and that's, I like that. That's good. It's good for the game. Away. Yeah. I don't like Miles Turner anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I'm out on Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I, like, we, you can. <laughs> my favorite narrative for people is the, he's so young. <laughs> he's so young. <laughs> he's so good. It's like yeah. a few years. Miles Turner's been the same player for the past three years of the, he's. Just wait till next year mm-hmm. and watch. Now Miles Turner will actually show up this year, and I'll look like a moron. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. Gonna, I'm willing to That's put my money goes. against it. Yeah, <laughs> I like Sabonis better. Mm-hmm. I do too. I think Sabonis is a really, really good player as well. He was up for six man of the year. Yeah, and now he's. I think they said this year they're going to try to start the two of them. Yep. And then they drafted Boga Badizi. Mm-hmm. And Sabonis is only 23 as well. So going back to that blank check that you can write, he's so young. <laughs> I think Sabonis shows a lot more promise. Yeah. He was good on the Thunder mm-hmm. before they traded him. That. What a good trade that was for Indiana. Yeah. So, Sabonis last year put up 14 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and he shot 59% from the field. Yeah, as a six man. Yep. That's good. Yeah. As a big guy? Yep. Scoring 14 as a big guy. Yep. And he's not like. The traditional big man. No. He's like, he doesn't spread the floor. No. He's all interior. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a rare breed in the NBA now. It's like, you kind of want it. You do. <laughs> you almost do. People yeah. like, like, I heard like things that Tristan Thompson was getting, like trade calls. And I'm like, who's, why do you want Who Tristan is calling for Tristan Thompson? <laughs> I was like, yes, whoever's calling, take, take him. him. <laughs> <laughs> he just bought a home in LA. That's another bad contract well, too for the Cavs. Yeah. We, we traded them so we actually had assets, mm-hmm. which didn't, which resulted in a really nice draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland's actually doing some good things. They're actually doing some good things. I really being smart. Yes, they are, they are being smart. Um, I like that they brought in John Beeline from Michigan. I like that move. Right, yeah, I think they have a young roster. They drafted well. Um, they need to shed Jr. I think they need. Well, they're to- gonna they're, they pu- actually push back his contract a few more weeks so mm. that they can try to trade it mm. because it does have value, and especially if like I, I was gonna say the Lakers, but the Lakers don't need it anymore. Um, they don't, yeah. But a team that needs cap space, like if Miami wants to make another move, we would probably like trade for Deion Waiters and like mm-hmm. a prospect in return for Jr. Mm-hmm. And then they can just cut him. And only have to pay three million dollars. Yeah, and they got Garland on the draft. Yeah, that I I am mixed. I haven't seen him yet in summer league. All I've seen is Windler. Yeah, they haven't played Porter Jr. or really Garland because huh. they're both hurt. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, no, I think it's more that I think Porter Garland was hurt for most of last season in yeah, college. I see a lot of um, Dame or Kyrie in him mm. as a. So I, I love Garland, uh, yeah, again, written on the extended cut. The extended cut. <laughs> <laughs> Another plug for the is so um, The only part I don't like about that pick is that they, they drafted Colin Sexton a year before. I think they wanted to run the two-guard um, Lillard and McCollum type thing with Beeline, which makes sense because if you watch Michigan basketball at all, all he does is do ball movement with guards, orient, perimeter, Slash and kick, ball dominant cards that don't pass. Yes, yeah. And if you watched Colin Sexton at all last year, he scores and doesn't look anywhere else but the best. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't like Colin Sexton because he <sighs> knocked my Hokies out of the tournament two years ago when we had to play Alabama in the first round. 
and I thought we were going to make a run that year. So we made a run last year, which was kind of cool. Almost upset Duke in the Sweet 16. But you had a first-round draft pick on your roster get drafted yep. to the, P the Pelicans. Alexander Walker. Nikhil Alexander Walker. He's a good player. Yeah, what does he bring? What, what, what do you think he will do for this? Nikhil? He, he's, he's very skilled. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, wing. Uh, he needs development. He certainly needs development, but there is a lot of talent there. I, I think going to New Orleans is a great situation for him. There's zero pressure to perform. He's around phenomenal talent, obviously, in Zion, young talent, yeah. Uh, he, he brings a lot. Uh, he, he was a, a middle first-round pick. Uh, he was terrific for us this year. We'll see what he can do. I don't know. You, with, with these guys who get drafted in the first round, there are sure things, like Zion, yeah. probably a sure thing. John RJ, probably sure things. After that, you really don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, Nikel certainly got the athleticism to play at the so NBA. So, like, when you watched him play, did you ever, like, think in your head, like, this is an NBA talent? Yes. Okay. Because, yes. like, there's people who get drafted. Like, I remember when me and my dad watched Andre Drummond at UConn. My dad was like, if this guy ever goes into the NBA, he will be terrible. Because he couldn't shoot. Mm -hmm. But Andre Drummond, I still wouldn't really. Like, he's arguably, in my opinion, yeah, I agree. He's very bare bones. Yeah. Dunk, dunk, <laughs> dunk. Yes. Dunk. Is, is he even still in the league? Yeah, he's on the Pistons. He's still on the Pistons? Yeah. They're paying him a shit ton. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's pretty young still. So he's only 25. Oh my god. 25, 26. 25? Yeah. And he gets paid 22 million bucks a year. I heard Drummond was drafted like in 2010. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh he was young, 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 young man. <laughs> I'm surprised he's still in Detroit, but if you told me like Andre Drummond would have like this type of career, I just would be like, who's the idiot that has him? And if it's the Pistons, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It is Detroit. <laughs> so another team that actually I feel bad for was the, the Minnesota Timberwolves and uh, the free agency going from bad team Cleveland to bad team Minnesota. Mm. They. They were supposed to get D'Angelo Russell, and they got screwed out of it. Because well, of the they didn't. They didn't have the cap space, though. But they would have easily moved like Covington or someone else to get him. Yeah, they're also I, paying Wiggins way more money than any other player should be paid. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel bad for Minnesota. They have a, a world's worth of bad contracts, borderline Charlotte level. I always um, have Carl though. Yeah, they they do have Carl Anthony Towns and, and top fifteen. Yes. Yeah, I would say, I would say top fifteen. He's um, like a step below Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean they have building blocks. There's certainly talent. I don't consider Wiggins a building block. I don't either. Don't oh, they? so who are your who who do you think they're building blocks? Don't they have Zach Levine? No, he went to the Pulse. Oh, that's right, he did. He did. I don't know. I mean, I mean, look, Carl Anthony Towns is a phenomenal player. All you need in the NBA to be competitive is a star or two. They still have Jeff Teague. They still have... Do they still have uh, Dario Saric? Or, no, he got moved. He got moved. He got moved. He got moved. He got, no, he moved. Yeah, he got sent there, and then they got moved to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, Minnesota needs to move those bad contracts in either they, they need they need a plan i just don't know what their plan is right now are they going to try and sign another big free agent to pair with towns are they going to try and rebuild through the draft they're a team that to me seems kind of stuck i don't know who they're you know who, oh they draft they trade up for culver yes they did I, they I did culver. i want yep. culver to go to the Cavs. Mm -hmm. but then i settled on garland because garland does have way more potential i think than he does, but Garland is also just a question mark because of that injury. But yeah, but so did was Kyrie. Yes, fair, fair. Garland, I think they said was like a top five in the high school class. Uh huh. And, and Culver was really good at Texas Tech. He was. He was if really it, good. But if Texas Tech didn't make it to the finals, 
would we have thought that they were that Garland or Culver was that good? Um, he may not have gotten drafted as high. I still think he's a lottery pick. Yeah, I just didn't mean like I meant like top five. Maybe. Well, he was drafted sixth. He wasn't top five. But still. Oh yeah, you're right. Still. Um, um, I thought I got DeAndre Hunter and him. Yeah, yeah, the UVA kid. Um, <laughs> God, I don't like UVA guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kyle. Guys. No. Oh, <laughs> He's a beast. <laughs> All right. Um. What else do we have on our itinerary here? You want to talk about Wimbledon? Yeah. I'm a tennis guy. I'll give it a little. I'll give it a little five-minute plug. All right. This will be our like cooler talk part. Yeah. Yeah. More casual. Yeah. There are a lot of upsets so far in Wimbledon. On the men's side, uh, number six seed. Guy named Sasha Zverev. Maybe a lot of people here don't know him. He is a really great tennis player. He is seen widely in the sport as one of the couple of guys who is going to succeed. Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic. Once uh, those guys' era sort of ends, which credit to those guys. Yeah. Tennis is a sport that if you play past the age of 32, that's crazy. You're a cyborg. That's like an NFL running back being 32 and still being great. Uh, the fact that Federer is 37, Nadal's like 36, and Djokovic is also like 33, and they're still dominating the sport is, is a testament to them. They are likely the three greatest tennis players of all time, all playing in the same era. It's phenomenal to watch. But the sixth seed is out at Wimbledon already. The seventh seed, a Greek man named Stefanos Tsitsipas. He is also seen widely as one of the, the two or three guys who's going to succeed this era. He's also knocked out. Uh, three-time major champion Stan Morinka already knocked out. Um, the 16 seed, a man named Guy Malfit, already knocked out. So Wimbledon has been crazy so far. And on the women's side, a little plug to an American. 15-year-old Coco Goff. Ended up defeating Venus Williams, uh, who was the person who inspired her to play tennis in the first place. And to be able to play at that high of a level at 15 years old is Tiger-esque. <laughs> I mean, that's that's nuts. That shouldn't have happened was in the sport. Was she, like, hyped up as a 15-year-old? Like or is it, like, a kind of, like, out-of-the-blue type thing? Well, as hyped up as a 15-year-old can get. Yeah, that's most, what I mean. most, <laughs> most people... I mean, if you're really, really great, you can break through in tennis when you're 17, 18, 19. She's doing it three years before everyone else, and she's an American, so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really thrive in anything. <laughs> and Fed's the GOAT, and I think he's going to win this tournament, so keep your eye on that. <laughs> Place your bets in right Let me actually see what the line is in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can actually bet on this. Throw show. some money down right now. <laughs> No, yeah, that's 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 my tennis update for all who are interested. Are there any like matchups that are possible like between the three powerhouses? Yeah, it seems like Federer and Nadal are on a collision course. I think in the semis, although I have to check the bracket again. Um, and if if it all if if the top seeds win out, the final will be Djokovic and Roger Federer uh, two Sundays from now. Do you think Federer would beat Nadal? Yes, I uh, I think Federer should be the the prohibitive favorite here. Grass is Federer's surface. Grass plays very fast and quick in its low bounces, and that plays very strongly to Federer's game. And uh, he's won Wimbledon eight times. Is Wimbledon always grass? Yes, always, always. As you can tell, I know a lot about tennis. Yeah, yep. So there are four big tournaments in tennis, the U.S. Open and Australian Open. Those are both hard court. So it's the clay? No, so clay, clay is French, the French Open. <laughs> 
is. <laughs> yep. So clay plays very slow, very high bounces. Grass plays very fast, very low bounces. And hardcore is in between the two. It's average. So while Nadal dominates on clay, Federer tends to dominate on grass. And he is... He has been rolling the last couple of years. I think he's going to get his 21st major. But we'll see. Keep your eye on it. <laughs> Wild. Wild. <laughs> um, my cooler talk today was basically that UConn got reinserted into the Big East. I heard about that. And They're out of the American. Yeah, that was awful. The Americans are good football conference, though. Yeah, our football team sucks. Fair. UConn's football team. UConn sucks. football really does suck. Yeah, I don't really have a team for college football, mostly because University of New Hampshire, no offense, does it uh, not. The, the best thing I could say about it is... Are they D1? D1-2. Like, they're in the same class as uh, Northern Illinois and North Dakota State, mm-hmm. which is the Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo football factor. <laughs> oh, and John. Them out. <laughs> yeah, we just pump out the big boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, UConn got reinserted. I was... This is, I was really excited for a minute because, as everyone who's a college basketball fan would know, the Big East was a huge deal in, like, yeah. the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Even early 2000s, yeah. Yep. When, like, Melo was around and UConn won, like, two championships. Kemba won the Big East. Georgetown with Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. another big time. Oh, and Shabazz won the Shabazz did it, too, yeah. Yep. And, um... I, I, I'll never forget, though, uh, Kemba's step back in the Big East tournament, the year he led UConn to the national yeah, championship. Yeah. yeah. That was wild. Yep. You don't really have, like, I feel like NCAA tournament. I don't know if that was just because we were younger. I feel like it was much more exciting. Yeah. I think it's more, it's definitely more exciting when you have a team that you root for in it. Probably yes, more. agreed. When, you, when your school is in it, it's thrilling. Yeah. It's thrilling. I mean, we, Tech, this year, we got to the Sweet 16, and we're so close to upsetting Zion and RJ in yeah. that game. Yeah. So that's fun to watch, but. Taco was the first domino. Taco was. <laughs> no, but I want I want to go back. Sorry to cut you off, but the American yeah. Conference, football-wise, UCF, 2018 national champions. According to that. Cincy. They have ECU, who we play ECU every year. They are not a pushover. Houston's a great football school. They have Memphis. They have South Florida. They have SMU, which has turned out a lot of NFL players. Was Ed Oliver from Houston? He was. Uh, so was Emmanuel Sanders back in the day. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. They have Temple, which is another decent football school. And also Tulsa, although Tulsa hasn't been good recently, but historically they've played some decent football. So it's a good football conference. It's it's legitimately the the sixth best best football conference in the country. But like you said, UConn isn't. It's like U- was, UConn doesn't necessarily fit there. When UConn originally made that move, it was all for football reasons. Yep. But my biggest question to that would have been, why are you moving a team to a football conference when you have really never been known for football? Your so basketball. basketball. Yeah. And I know you could say that UConn was top twenty-five mm-hmm. in the NCAA for a good stretch of like two to three years when they had Donald Brown and Orlovsky together. Yeah. But besides that, they Dan Orlovsky. ESPN analysts. Yeah. You saw how that went. My grandmother taught him uh, art when he was in high school at Shelton, Shelton, Connecticut. Believe it or not. <laughs> 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 Connecticut boy, born and raised. <laughs> hey, Dan. Yeah, I don't really want you on the podcast. Yeah, so. we don't need him. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, so like, that's pretty. it was pretty exciting for me until I looked at what the, Ameri- the, uh, the Big East has become. Mm-hmm. Uh, every major team has basically left. Yeah. It's um it's kinda sad. Syracuse is no longer there. Yep. It's basically Georgetown. Uh 
Georgetown was like really the only Butler, one. Creighton, Georgetown, Marquette, Providence, Xavier, Villanova. There's some good schools there. Oh, no, they're good schools. Yeah. It's just not the original. It's not the original. Nope. It's just Georgetown. Yep. Like, Villanova. I don't want to play Villanova. Too, Nova's a good team. Butler's always good. Creighton's always good. DePaul's in that conference, Providence too. Providence is in it, too, right? Yep. Uh, St. John's, Seton Hall, Xavier. Those are all Great really, basketball. really good basketball schools. Yeah. Providence has been good for a while, though. Yeah, Since Chris Dunn left. But they're still competitive. Yeah. UConn, they're still competitive. UConn definitely is going to step up their program. I mean, the hire of Dan Hurley was a great move yep. on their part. I mean, URI coach. Mm-hmm. He made them relevant. When's the last time URI was ever going to be relevant again? In anything. Basketball? Yeah, never. And um, they also got a four-star recruit. It's like <laughs> OB OB or Oki Oki or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like a dominant center who they're saying will probably be already in the NBA draft. <laughs> That's great. That's I can, big. I can just have a one-and-done play. <laughs> it's it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I hate about college basketball. One and done. I, college football is exciting because you get to see a player for at least like, they probably three. Their freshman year. So three, three years, years, though. Three years. Yeah. Uh, unless they're, like, amazing. And the, it's junior yeah, year. The earliest, yeah, the earliest you could leave is junior year or retro sophomore. But still, at that point, you have three years in the program. So, yeah. yeah. So that was basically my core talk. Yeah. I mean, actually, I wanted to talk about this for a minute. I think this is a very interesting topic. Mm. We're both guys here. Mm-hmm female interests <laughs> um i saw a thing like maybe a month ago that i've been stored this is how long this cooler talk has been stored for it's uh jalen brown like dm some model and i'm oh, and she like oh I, my major point of that was like how unfair is it that normal guys like us have to compete with athletes in dms oh my god <laughs> like if you're, if you're like the super hot girl what are you gonna like suddenly just be like oh you know i'm Or Jalen Brown. Or Jalen Brown. <laughs> it's, that's that's the perks of being rich and famous. It's a it's a cruel world. <laughs> you know, uh, like I um I know I've heard stuff. Um, so my friend knows this girl who was on the Barstool Babes account mm. one time, mm-hmm. and she was approached by Dave Portnoy to go on to a date. Really, El Presidente. She, she went out with him. Yeah. Through that, and I was just like, I, it just I guess like so like I mean, you. <laughs> If it was like one of us yeah. who did that, we would have just been swiped delete. Yes. But he, he's the president of Barstool, so he... he... It's just like, it's a, it's a cruel world. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the topic? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the rich and famous can do what they want. They have perks we don't. All I'm saying is... <laughs> When we get rich and famous, we're, we're sliding. Gonna slide, your, yeah. <laughs> slide to delete yours. Uh-huh. That was probably the biggest collapse of a water cooler talk ever. <laughs> um, did we have anything else we wanted to talk about NBA really quick? I don't think so. I think we covered We talked about almost every team. We definitely left out a few, but... Who were, like, do you feel like we left anyone anyway? Dallas, but... They're, um, they're sticking with the Luka and, and Porzingad combo, so... I really was going to be excited if they did that Drogic move. Yeah. I think I, that would have been I, good. I, I, Drogic just doesn't excite me. So. No, it's not that he would have excited me. It would have been it's nice. It's the pairing of It's him more that I want the ball out of Luka's hands more. Let him play off the ball Because more. he was very... If you looked at his player usage percentage, I don't mm-hmm. have it off the top of my head. It must have been above 33%. Mm. That ball was in his hands all the time. And, like... 
Yeah, that's how you got some of the highlights that you did from him on yeah. a night-to-night basis. He won Rookie of the Year, right? Yes. Yeah. He was gassed. Oh, my God. Actually, he was. Did you watch that ESP, that NBA Awards thing? I didn't, no. Oh, my God. Can I, can I, can I talk about it? Go into <laughs> it. Go into it. Um, it's a good idea. I like it. I thought... Have you watched the NFL Awards? Yeah, I have. Do you like those? It's entertaining. I like it more than I like the NBA one, mm-hmm. mostly because they do it at a really smart time where they do it right the night before the Super Bowl. They do, yeah. And that is something they that the time NBA it really well. Figure it out, yeah. Because the they do it after the finals and right before free agency, and it gets to the point where I don't really care who the MVP was. You don't care. Like, this it's over. Like the, you're looking forward to next year already. You're already like people are already talking about free agency when the. Uh, when the, when the finals was already happening, like, mm-hmm. there's narratives being like, this could determine free agency, and mm-hmm. you're just like, well, the season's not over yet. Yeah. Because there's people out there that don't even like watching basketball. There's people that just like the, the drama that comes with it. Yeah. Which, that's fine, but like, yeah. you also want to see how things work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if these awards are regular season awards, which that's what they are, <laughs> do, it, do it right after the regular season ends. Or like, even do it right before the finals. There is a gap in yes. between. Yes, there you go. Like, and also, it like they don't like when the NFL ones are there. There's always big names there. Yeah. Even if they're not winning the award, mm-hmm. like maybe like Rogers. Rogers is always there. Yeah. Like I was Wilson, say, Russell Wilson's always yeah, there. Brady is never there, but Brady. Well, yeah. He he, does, he doesn't go to anything. He, he he doesn't go to Pro Bowls ever either. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he's usually in the Super Bowl. Yeah, usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you still a Broncos fan? Yes, very much so. Oh my God. Very much so. It's it's depressing right now. <laughs> uh, uh, the last, if you include this upcoming season, the last three years, our starting quarterbacks have been Trevor Simeon, uh, Case Keenum, and now Joe fucking Flacco. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. We're gonna have you uh, review that conference. I might just call you up. The oh the my conference. God. Uh, or the conference or division? We're doing division. Division. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm planning on doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd love I'd love to come on for the AFC West. It, it's a good division. I mean, I'll, Kansas City's going to run it for the foreseeable future, but oh yeah. But um, so to go back to the NBA thing, like it, no, there were no major select like anyone who wasn't winning the award basically mm-hmm. didn't show up. Yes, and it was really weird because they they just weren't into it. Yeah, like you could tell they were like uh, they were there because uh, they had to be. You know, like, I'm here for the. Award. Yeah, you gotta sit through this three-hour show. Yeah, that Shaq was the host of. Yeah, like the NFL one usually gets a comedian to yep. do it. Yeah, like it's been Conan. It's been. It's more like the Emmys or something like that when yeah, the NFL should, does it. Even the ESPYS are better run, I think. Than yeah, agreed. Were. Agreed. When Peyton Manning hosted the ESPYS, that was, it was funny. The best. That was that was great. Who who was it after him? He uh, wasn't the most recent one. I think it was Danica Patrick. Was and it? That was a disaster. <sighs> and that has nothing to do with the fact that she is a woman about sports. She's yeah. an athlete. Tracy Morgan's hosting it this year. I thought Tracy Morgan was like mentally insane. No, he's funny. We'll see how that goes. No, I thought there was a period where they said like his mind was like gone. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, man, he's funny. Have you seen him in SNL? No. <laughs> Dirty Rock? <laughs> Dude, you've heard of Tracy Morgan. <laughs> he has that show on TBS. Yeah. That I never have heard of. No, I haven't watched that either, but he was funny on SNL. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note <laughs> it's been a great pod <laughs> it has been a great pod um, I think me and Kyle have been talking about it and I think he'll he said he might come on every 
two-ish weeks. Possibly. We'll see. But we'll take whatever we can get from it. <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time. I hope you enjoyed. Oh. All the listeners back home. <laughs> <laughs> from everywhere. You're the reason why we do this. <laughs> um, do you have any... You want to plug the website you work for really quick? Sure. I work for a cool company called Trova Trip. If anyone's interested, um, you know, we work with social media influencers and we, we build really fun adventures. It's kind of targeted to people after college, you know, because we do run trips anywhere around the world. But yeah, check us out. TrovaTrip.com. Any big celebrities that people would know lined up? Uh, it, it depends kind of on who you follow. We work with a lot of people with hundreds of thousands of followers or YouTube subscribers. So go to our website, check us out. We've got couple dozen trips online right now so i take a look at their site they do have some nice places <laughs> <My> place <for laughs> <me>. <laughs> <But> they're, <laughs> not yet <laughs> but the, for those who have the money or like have their dad's credit card on, on hold you can like do, do a quick swipe online and yeah. get that apple pay going <laughs> um i just want to once again mention that we do have a website now on the extendedcut.com there is no weird numbers or gamer tag-esque letter replacements just the extendedcut.com the extendedcut.com check the articles that we have that just were released within the past week um I did an article on the free agents that we basically talked about today, but I talked about like what each one would bring to the team and who they'd be interested, well, who should be pursuing them. Um, we have some band of the week stuff, some alternative music. We also have um, some Jason, a Jason Tatum article written by one of our writers, Sam Eggert. Um, Great writer. Mac Miller's. <laughs> we have one of Mac Miller's uh, new posthumous singles that was released. Yes. Uh, uh, one of our writers, Ian Lenahan, wrote about that. And we got, like, almost everything. But also, we're still expanding. We're looking to expand our genres further. We have nothing on TV and movies right now, and we really want to dive into that. Coming soon. Coming soon. I was thinking maybe I'd write, like, a, bear, a piece about HBO's show, Barry. Mm. I like that show a lot. Barry's funny with Bill Hader, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's it's a good, good one. It's that's good. good one. <laughs> uh, we also have some major interviews lined up, I think, for the uh, podcast coming up. We're going to have an NFL... Um, Insider Eric Rosenthal is going to join us later in August. Mm. And we also have a quarterback joining us. I'm gunning for this Saturday. I don't know. Uh, Tim Boyle of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is back up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's going to join us. So until then, we got some great stuff lined up. You should have a reason to be excited. But until then, here is the outro. Thanks for listening.